Trice Talk for Saturday night. It's actually May the 1st, 2020. Thanks for joining me for another episode of uh, Minipod. Yeah, it's the 1st of May. I, I it's, it's quickly moving. It won't be long. It's going to be the 4th of July. And then after that, uh, Labor Day and then Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then we'll be 2022. How about that? Well, you know, let's just back up and um, see what we can do to finish out 2021 and make it a better year than the way that it started out. All right, tonight I'm going to be... um, I'm going to be using another article from um, Mike Huckabee's newsletter. Surprise, surprise. Uh, it'll also um, refer to an article by the Western Journal. So um, part of the, usually Mike Huckabee does a little bit of a commentary on a particular article that he has found in another publication. And more often than not, it has something to do with the Western Journal. There's a few others that he uses as well. But um, so I'm going to start out with his comments and then I'll jump over to the main article, which is on the Western Journal. Let me get my little uh, favorite background podcast special music going there. Um, Hopefully sometime this year, Podbeam will just... uh, Give us a few more choices here. Come on. Anyway. The Huckabee titles his article, Not Your Father's Democrat or Republican Parties. And I think anybody who has uh, been a member of either party for over 30 years probably will recognize a lot of the things that gets uh, pointed out in this article. Just because things have changed so much in both parties uh, in, in the, over that period of time. All right. It starts out from Huckabee. 
The Democrats have been getting poor people to vote for them and keep them poor for years by claiming that they're the party of the poor and the working class and that the Republicans only represent the wealthy. Like much of what they tell voters, that's a hunk of hooey. That seems to be one of Huckabee's favorite phrases, hunk of hooey. Uh, and there's now official government proof. And he's referring to the article uh, in the Western Journal, which we'll get to in just a couple of minutes. As the linked article reports, a new study of IRS data by Bloomberg backs up several other studies in showing that the exact opposite is true. Republicans, in fact, are now the party of the working people and Democrats are the party of the wealthy elites. While the demographic trend accelerated under Trump with wealthy liberal elites flamboyantly signaling their hatred of him with while Americans who were finally getting good paying jobs loved him, it started much earlier. And I wrote a book about the growing disconnect between liberal elites and the rest of America, God, Guns, Grits, and Gravy, before Trump even entered into politics. But here's some hard proof that the old cliche is now well and truly kaput. Now, he he cites some, uh, some statistics that are in the article that I'm going to read in a minute, so I'm going to skip over that. Of course... He goes on, my favorite metric in this story is from the Cook Political Report, which says 85% of counties with a Whole Foods voted for Biden over Trump, while only 32% of counties with a Cracker Barrel went for Biden. Now, that's kind of a funny statistic, um, which is, like you said, it's not a, a real, uh, necessarily a reliable poll or to be taken as fact. But the funny thing is, here in the county where I live, in Georgia, a little bit north of Atlanta, we have a Whole Foods and, uh, let's see, at least two Cracker Barrels. We might actually have three. I'm trying to think of another one, but I know we have two. So uh, that statistic doesn't really hold up or it counterbalances itself here where I live. Anyway, he goes on to say, check out the full article where author, author Amir Bano goes into details of why the wealthiest among us are so leftist and pushing big tax increases on the evil, greedy rich when they are the evil, greedy rich. Maybe they are self-hating rich socialists who think they deserve to be punished for their success. But if so, let me make a suggestion. Fire all of your expensive accountants and tax attorneys and quit getting your bought and paid for politicians to put loopholes into the laws to protect you. Just hand over at least half of everything you own to the government. That way you can rid yourselves of your guilt, punish yourselves for your success, and stop punishing the rest of us right along with you. All right, so that's, that's Huckabee's take on the article that I'm about to get into get up here where I can pull that one up. Okay, as I said, this is uh, the article he's referencing. It's in the Western Journal. It's a commentary by Amir Beno. 
I guess that's how you pronounce it. And it, it's from um, today, April the 30th. I'm sorry. Uh, it was from, uh, well, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, because this is a Saturday show. I'm a little bit confused because we just clicked past midnight here. Um, anyway, Benno goes on to say, there's an old saw that blue-collar workers vote for, and they are the bedrock of the Democrat Party. This may have been true a generation ago, but no longer. Political realignments over the last 20 years have caused the voter base of both major parties to flip. The Democrat Party is now undeniably the party of the wealthy. According to Bloomberg, IRS data from 2020 shows that Democrats represent 65% of taxpayers with a household income of $500,000. Meanwhile, the same data establishes that 74% of taxpayers in Republican districts have household incomes of less than $100,000. The Bloomberg report also references census data that showed the typical congressional district represented by a Republican was 14% richer than the typical Democrat district in 1992. But nearly 30 years later, in 2020, Republican districts were 13% poorer than Democrat counterparts. A somewhat less scientific uh, analysis from the 2020 reinforced that the GOP party is the party of working Americans. According to the Cook Political Report, and this references what I just said a minute ago that uh, Huckabee was talking about, 85% of counties with a Whole Foods store voted for Joe Biden over Donald Trump while only 32% of counties with a Cracker Barrel old country store did so. A culture gap of 53 points. This demographic shift is part of a long-term trend that began well before the arrival of Trump and his MAGA policies on the political scene. A 2015 study reveals that families registered as Democrats have higher annual salaries than Republicans. And according to a Vox report from 2016, top-end wealth in America over the past several decades has increasingly uh, concentrated in a handful of metroplexes, most of these very prosperous cities, especially New York, San Francisco, Boston, and Los Angeles, have become very solidly Democrat. The places with the largest concentration of wealth, Fox said, are now disproportionately represented by Democrats. In 2014, 17 of the 25 wealthiest congressional districts were represented by Democrats. And overall, the median household income in Democrat-represented congressional districts was about $2,000 more than the median household income in Republican-represented districts. Even the 2016 version of Joe Biden recognized the tectonic shift in party dem demograph demography. Demography? <laughs> Jeez, come on, people. 
During an interview with Joe Scarborough on MSNBC, one of my favorite stations, networks, that year Biden described his party as a bunch of limousine liberals who failed to connect with working class voters. Now this is Joe Biden back in 2016. Of course, he probably doesn't remember that now. Despite these metrics, many cultural elitists on the left continue to perpetuate the canard that Republicans are country club snobs and the Democrats are the party of the little guy, the underdog, the downtrodden. A Pew Research Center survey conducted during the Obama years revealed that more than 60% of Americans believed that Republicans were the party of the wealthy but only 20% felt that way about the Democrats. Conversely, 67% of Americans believe that the Democrat party favors the poor and middle class, and only 20%, 26% felt that way about Republicans. But if the Democrat party is home to so many high income earners, why does it support so many wealth killing measures? such as Biden's 43.4% capital gains tax and the steep hike in the corporate tax rate. I'm going to stop here just a second, and I'm not an economist, uh, you know, so I can't explain all the ins and outs of how these things work and and make arguments against uh particular tax rates and so forth. And I know a lot of people have um, a lot of animosity against the rich corporate giants who really live uh, exorbitant lives in many cases. Um, And that seems to be evil to a lot of people, especially people that are struggling. And I'm not even going to go into that here. But I will say, If you think about it, 43.4% that the government is going to tax somebody for money they've made through their business. That's almost 50% of what the capital gains that they realize over their investments. And you do realize the capital gains is based on investments. So it just seems crazy to me that, that the any government could tax anybody for anything at almost half of what they make. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't seem right. Especially when we have a government that that squanders so much money and and the money that they take in on, on things like that, it just goes towards, it gives them more power to spend money and they turn right around and take that money that they steal from the filthy rich and they give it to other people so they can get rich. One of my favorite stories, which I'm not going to go into the whole thing here tonight is back when Obama was, uh, I guess it was his first term and you know, they were big into the, uh, energy savings issues back at that time as well. Um, uh, green energy, you know, that was probably our first, uh, dip in the water for green energy. And Obama started giving money to these uh, companies 
to start up these solar panel companies and so forth. And remember, Solinda, Solindra, Solindra was, I believe, a company in Washington State, I believe. I know it was on the West Coast. And um, they got millions of dollars. And they never really produced anything. And before they filed for bankruptcy, the, the top officials in the company, I'm not sure how many there were at that time, uh, because this is just a thought that came to my head. I just remembered this, so I don't have any uh, backup information here with me. But they drew uh, thousands of dollars out of that before uh, they filed for bankruptcy and never produced a damn thing. So, you know, for the government, to, to for Democrats to say, you know, that... Uh, the filthy rich, you know, are getting rich on the backs of the poor people. And yet, you know, even Democrats turn around and take the money they take away from us taxpayers for whatever purposes it is. And they give it to somebody like that. And those people get rich off of it and never produce a damn thing. And the money was given to them to produce something for the American people. So... Uh, anyway, I'll get back to, <laughs> get back to the article here. Um, so he's asking the question, why is the Democrat Party home to so many high-income earners, yet they support so many wealth-killing tax measures? The answer is that, generally speaking, its members view affluence, even their own, with scorn. Financial success does not inspire pride, but shame. It is not something to be celebrated, but punished. When the Pew Research Center measured how wealthy people are perceived by members of each party, a solid majority of Republicans expressed the view that the rich were hardworking, intelligent, and honest. Only a bare fraction of Democrats endorsed that perspective, though. Most of them described the well-off as greedy. And I'll have a comment on that in just a moment. That's why during the COVID-19 pandemic, blue states had no problem cannibalizing their economies by imposing draconian lockdowns that left millions of working-class Americans unemployed and unable to pay their bills. The party of the rich decimated small businesses through inflexible and often irrational regulations of dubious public health value. Meanwhile, high-earning Democrats, such as Amazon's Jeff Bezos, thrived. Isn't it amazing how, how, how much uh, business increased for Amazon during the pandemic last year? We're not gonna let people go to the stores or we're going to make it so inconvenient that they're not going to want to go. So people are just going to start ordering stuff online. Hmm. You think Jeff Bezos even didn't, do you think Jeff Bezos uh, really benefited from that last year? Do you think he even got richer last year because of uh, the pandemic and all the ordering that was going on online? Whether Democrats, oh, okay, here's a word I don't know. 
whether Democrats, whatever, towards wealth owes to socialist influences or to guilt based on misguided notions that any success is the result of our history of slavery, genocide, dispossession, and discrimination. As one liberal academic has claimed, the undeniable fact remains that the Democrat Party is now the silver spoon set. All right. Well, I was what I was going to say in response to something just a couple of minutes ago is it's amazing how many uh, wealthy people support the Democrat Party today. And even with that being the case, and, and a lot of that's uh, people in Hollywood. I mean, that's been an issue for a number of years. And now it's also wealthy sports figures that uh, support the Democrat Party. Uh, of course, you know, we know um, all the famous business people that pretty much uh, give millions of dollars to the Democrats. And yet, they'll go on TV, MSNBC and uh, CNN, all those uh, wonderful, truthful people get on TV and say, Republicans are the party of the rich. The Republicans favor giving tax breaks to the rich, for the rich, so they can get richer while the middle class and the poor get poorer. Well, it just goes to show that, you know, you really don't have to back up anything that you say today. Um, and that's one of those claims they, they really never back up when they talk about. So um, I thought this was an interesting article on some of the stats that it was talking about. And I, I really hadn't realized that um, there had been that kind of shift. Uh, over the last 20, 30 years. But it makes sense when you stop and think about it because of all of the people that you uh, hear that uh, especially support Democrat policies uh, and lean towards uh, the Democrat uh, platform are rich and um, they're propping them up. How many rich people on the right, how many rich people do you hear supporting Republican policies? That's something you need to think about. Make a list. List how many rich people that you know about in the news just uh, that are Republican supporters. Um, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. You can't count him. He was president. Okay. And there are some rich people, of course. Uh, and a lot of those are politicians that have been politicians for years. So, but nothing like the Jeff Bezos and some of the others that you see uh, that have been so supportive of the Democrat, especially the last five years. Uh, and especially during the Trump years, okay? Nothing on comparison to that. Yet, left-wing media keeps touting the fact that, uh, you know, Republicans are for the rich, and they don't care about the needs of everyone else. 
All right. That's going to do it for Mini Pod Saturday night. Um, now it's, since it's Sunday, I'll shut that off. Since it's Sunday, um, don't forget that we have Trice Talk Live tonight with myself and Dennis Lee. Um, he is supposed to be back. You know, as, as you may know, he was missing on Thursday, but he's supposed to be back on Sunday. And if for some reason he's not here, uh, I have at least one backup that will come in and help me do a um, Sunday night live. So I won't have to do it. Um, an unpublished, um, unlisted, I'm sorry, unlisted episode and publish it later. Um, it is Sunday now, so I hope everybody has a great Sunday. Uh, if you're out here on the East Coast, uh, enjoy it because I think uh, tomorrow night uh, or tonight, actually, and Monday and Tuesday are supposed to be some pretty rainy days here uh, on the East side of the country. And so better get get your time in while you can. Um, and I guess that's it. I'm going to go out with another song here that uh, it's supposed to be a new one by Five Seconds of Summer. I've never heard of them. Be sure to remember that no one can define you but you. Don't ever forget that. Stay safe, everybody. It's like we're looking for the same thing, same thing, yeah. So we really gotta do. Is it easier to stay? Is it easier to go? I don't wanna know, but I know that I'm never ever gonna change, and you know you don't want it any other way. Why do we always gotta run away? And we wind up in the same place It's like we're looking for the same thing Same thing, yeah Do we really gotta do this now? Ride it with all your friends around In the morning we can work it out Work it out I love you so much that I hate you Right now it's so hard to blame you Cause you're so beautiful It's so beautiful Is it easier to stay? Is it easier to go? I don't wanna know oh. But I know that I'm never ever gonna change And you know that you're always gonna stay the same Is it easier to stay? Is it easier to go? I don't wanna know oh. But I know that I'm never ever gonna change And you know you don't want it any other way Every time that you say you're gonna leave the very best of me You know we need to like the air we breathe Air we breathe, yeah I love you so much that I hate you Right now it's so hard to blame you Cause you're so damn beautiful It's so damn beautiful Is it easier to stay? Is it easier to go?